0: I think it's only my friends who are listening to this. My name's Anselmo Huggins. A lot of my friends call me Sumo, so you can call me that, or you can call me Anselmo. You can call me Huggy Bear, you can call me whatever you'd like. But remember that I'm a huge Yankee fan. Love this team. He bleeds pinstrips up through. podcast of uh, I Bleed Pinstripes. Uh, The music that you heard there was uh, by our talented producer, Jason Hatfield. He is an amazing man, and he's really the force behind this show, and um, I'm sort of a procrastinator and probably wanted to do this for so long, and uh, he really got me into this. I think we did this probably two years ago uh, in his house, and just as a goof, uh, he's out now in California. I'm here in Brooklyn, Windsor Terrace, and uh, he sort of got on me to get this done. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to jump right in. And uh, this is a podcast about the Yankees. And we're going to do this week to week. We'll see how it goes and we'll recap uh, the week here. Oh, sorry, that was my phone. I should probably turn the volume down. And uh, Sort of a weird, tremendous week for the Yankees. Uh, they finished up today with a 7 nothing win and you see what happens when you get good pitching. Uh, CC went seven innings today, Robertson for one, Rivera for two, you can't, for one. So you really can't uh, script it any better. Uh, The other win this week against the Sox, to avoid a sweep there as well, Uh, again, Andy Pettit eight innings, Mariano one. Uh, If the Yankees pitch, they're gonna win ball games. If they don't, they're not gonna win. It's just this offense, you know, I think almost 200 home runs, are missing from the uh, lineup right now uh, from last year's lineup so I think they hit 245 last year this year only uh, only 45 of those home runs left um, and this Yankee team has no room for error uh, but anyway um, let's start off with uh, opening day uh, it was a beautiful day in the Bronx on Monday and I uh, was lucky enough to be there uh, with my buddy Dante and we really soaked it in and even though the Yankees lost 8-2 to it was a beautiful day um, and I love opening day and it just, I just feel so lucky to just even be there uh, it's a great time it's a it's uh, you know the stadium's still weird but you know when you're at a ball game I appreciate it so much just being there and I feel so lucky that I can just sit at a ball game for a couple of hours and just kind of zone out yeah, the Yankees didn't win, but you know what? It's a long season. They're going to lose at least 60 games, so you got to get over that fact. They're going to lose at least 60 games. This is not the 1998 Yankees who just steamrolled over people. Um, this is a different kind of Yankee team. So right now, this team's really got to just play 500 ball until the guys start coming back. Um, but what you've seen so far is, you know, it's funny because the guys that have stepped in, Bosch, uh, Wells... They're not the problem so far. If you look at the, so far, the two and four, if you look at the problem right now, Robinson Cano is not hitting. Uh, I think he's only has three hits out of 23, so that's an issue. But, you know, he's going to get it. He's going to get it going. But right now, he's going to, there's, there's probably some pressure on him. Uh, he's This is a contract year. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to see. And he's got some stuff going on right now. Uh, obviously, he just got rid of his agent. Um, Scott Boris signed with uh, Jay-Z and his, uh, I think it's called Rock Entertainment, uh, part of CAA, I believe it's called. And so uh, Robbie, it looks like he will stay in the Bronx. There's no way that Jay-Z is sending him to Philadelphia or Kansas City or Tampa Bay. This guy is going to stay here. The only other place I could really see him going maybe is the Dodgers. Dodgers have become sort of the Yankees' West Coast, and uh, their payroll, I believe, over $200 million as well. So when you look at it, you know, he's got some pressure on him, and right now he's going to have to carry this team, and he's really going to have to step it up. Yankees and um, also, when you think of our center fielder, Gardner has not hit either. So those table setters are not doing anything. But the other guys have started, you know, Eucalys has gotten off to a really good start. Um, Jason Nick's big home run today over Verlander. It's amazing how the Yankees, you know, they don't really seem to be scared of um, big pitchers. It's always those little guys, rookies. Um, But so far, you know, uh, they're really going to have to handle these injuries. And they're going to have to handle um, getting better pitching. Um, Nova and Hughes cannot give you four and two-thirds innings. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Uh, They're going to have to start pitching better. And it's early. It's way too early to get crazy. It's the uh, first week of the year. They're 2-4. and four. They're two games back. They've got six games coming up. Uh, they've got seven games coming up. They've got four in Cleveland with our old buddy Nick Swisher. It would be fun to check him out, see what he's doing, see how he looks in an Indian's uniform. And, uh, you know, you hopefully my thing is you got to win series, so hopefully you can go in there. Three out of four, you know. And then we've got the Orioles coming into town next week. I hope to be there on Saturday. It's calendar day. Can't miss calendar day. Got to put that magnet on the fridge. Um, But uh, it's going to be a tough week. It's going to be a tough year. Um, Everybody's, you know, the baseball and and parody are now synonymous synonymous together. It's, uh, what do you say, it's, uh, you know, if you look at most of the teams in baseball, there's probably about 20 teams that could say that they have a good chance of making it to the playoffs this year and out of the 30, and, uh, except for like teams like Houston or uh, uh, Chicago, the, the Cubs. Uh, there's not too many horrible teams out there. Maybe the Mariners. You know, the Mariners look much improved. So we'll see. The Cleveland Indians look much improved. So it's, it's going to be a tough series. Every, every series is going to be tough. And then the Yankees, everybody's gunning for them. I mean, fans, everybody loves to, to pile on top of the Yankees. And hey, right now, people look at them as a bit vulnerable, and they want them. When you look at the AL East, when you look at Toronto, much improved. But we'll still see. I, I don't believe in the Blue Jays until I see it. And I believe today that uh, the knuckleballer, God, I can't even remember his name right now, but he was pounded again today. But you know, with Josh Johnson and Burley, they, you know, they've got some good stuff going on up there. Uh, the Orioles—they're they, a tough team, but can they can they repeat that success of? Uh, oh, R. A. Dickey. <laughs> um, can they repeat on that success of one-run games? And history has shown that a team that has such huge success when one-run games the next year doesn't happen. Uh, especially, you know just seemed that everything just fell into place with them. Um, Tampa Bay, I have so much respect for the Rays and what they do. To me, they are the team to beat in the East. Uh, the Red Sox look like they are improved, and they will be a tougher team this year. They won't fall, fall over. And their manager is very good, and I like him a lot. Um, Farrell. Um, so that's the AL East, and, you know, with the Tigers and the the Texas Rangers and the Angels, it's a tough league, and uh, again, the East is probably, I think, I want to say, the toughest division in baseball. Anyway, uh, back to opening day a little bit, and something that I've noticed, and I noticed it in the playoffs last year, when you think about the fans, the Yankee fans, and it seems that we, as Yankee fans, and I don't want to lump every Yankee fan together, but it looks like we are sort of like the atlanta braves fans used to be where it's we're so used to winning that if we're down a few runs yeah seventh inning we're gonna go home the yankees were down 4-2 5-2 i think in the seventh on monday and then half the stadium was gone and i know it started raining it's got a little chilly but it's like where are you going on a four-thirty in the afternoon like I don't get it. I'm I'm a guy that always stays to the end. It's what I do. I I think I've left Yankee Stadium uh, early twice in my life, and I've probably been to hundreds and hundreds of games. that just don't leave early. Just never know what you're gonna miss. And I remember the times that I did leave early. I felt bad about it. But one time I didn't. I mean, I got home in time. There's some of these games take forever. You're just like, ugh. You know, it it can get a little monotonous and boring, and it's a long season. So. Just can't be there for every game every minute uh, and i consider myself a diehard but you know there are other things going on in life and so but i just don't get the yankee fans right now and somebody pointed out to me that when you think about it if you're under 30 and you're a yankee fan you don't know anything else but going to the world series going to the playoffs and winning i grew up born in 71 so i saw late 80s early 90s and how bad those teams were and I still watched the games and but it was different and uh, you know as much as people want to re- revere George Steinbrenner I'm not one of those guys I think he put too much pressure on the organization and hey as a as a fan of your team you want your team to win but at what cost right now I think there's a I, I, and I can't even explain it I talk to other people but you know why were there empty seats in the playoffs last year. That's just unheard of. Is there is it the economy? Is it and you know, don't get me wrong, the Yankees are gouging you. I mean, you know, they continuously bend me over, but since I'm such a fan, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep giving them money, all my money that I've got, and I'm gonna go to games, I'm gonna watch them on TV, I'm gonna buy merchandise. You know, they've got me over got me over, you know, th- whatever they want. But there's, there's going to be a point here when things are just, uh, I don't know, something's got to give. And uh, the, the organization, I think, is just too much. When the stadium was built, uh, you know, something was lost in the transition. Jeter said that, you know, we're going to take everything over to the, from, the new, from the old stadium to the new stadium. And I don't think everything is carried over. I think, you know, if you look at it, all the season ticket holders who were in the old stadium were pushed back. I was in section 14 in the old stadium, loved it, between uh, in the upper deck, between home and third base. Now I'm further down the line, down the left field line, and hey, I love my seats, I'm not going to argue, I get to go to the game, the tickets are not that bad, but, you know, you, you screw your fans, and that's, it seems that that's what organizations do, they're just going to screw their fans because they know that there's, if you're not going to pay, there's somebody else that's going to pay. I'll take the two and four right now. Uh, it's going to be a battle here this first month of the season uh, with the injuries. Uh, and then Nunez getting hit in the chest yesterday, so he hasn't played the last few days. Hopefully, he'll be back. And, uh, you know, he seems to uh, figured out his uh, defensive uh, liabilities. He's getting a lot better defensively. He can, can, hit, can hit, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but Jeter G- doesn't look like Jeter will be back for a month, and it's probably a good thing. He probably rushed it a bit. And, excuse me. He is the captain, and he probably didn't need that that pressure of needing to come back for opening day. And what he really needed was to take his time so that he's ready for the end of the season, for you know May, June, July, but certainly in October. That's when we need him. And yeah, I'm confident that will be playing in October um, this is still a good ball club um, certainly there's holes but uh, if they can keep it 500 you know we'll get Tashera back hopefully you know that wrist, that wrist injuries are really the, the, the worst because they can linger but hopefully so everything sounds good hopefully he'll be back hopefully we'll get Jeter back Hopefully we'll get Granderson back in May. Uh, as far as Rodriguez goes, <laughs> I if I don't ever see him play in the Yankee uniform again, I will be happy. His contract, his attitude is—he um, is one of the crappiest Yankees of all time. Uh, I don't think anybody—I can't think of another guy who's just one of the worst. And when I see Yankee fans who wear his number, and you know, just makes me sick. I, I don't even think he's top five third baseman. I, I just don't know what he's ever done. I mean, he played well in 2009 and played great in the playoffs. But I mean, he's just such a character and such a pain in the butt. Uh, But uh, you know, again, I just hope we don't ever see him again. And I think we can do fine without him. I think with those holes coming back, if Granderson can come back, when you think of that outfield of Granderson, uh, Gardner, and Ichiro one i don't think there's a better defensive outfield out there not the strongest arms i think gardner's arm is better at left field than it is from center throughout a lot of guys the last few years obviously not so much last year because he missed most of the season but you know a lot of guys tried to run on him and he gunned down a lot but those guys can get it um, obviously when Teixeira is back. He's probably one of the best defensive first basemen in baseball. Jeter's solid at short. I don't care what anybody says. I will take that guy over any shortstop in baseball. And uh, it makes the team so much different when those guys can come back. So I I think that's really it for the week when you think about it. it's, a, it's kind of a fun time in baseball where things are kind of, you know, you really can't figure things out right now. You've got to really give it a month, give it to people. The benchmark is always Memorial Day weekend. And that's when teams start to filter out, the bad teams start to falter, and the good teams start to start playing better baseball. So we can judge, I think, a lot more. When, that, when we get to that point, but right now, uh, the Yankees are going to, you know, it's really great to see CC come out today and just shut it down and uh, to show that he's still our ace. Um, Kurota, what a tough, tough way, hated to see that on Wednesday night uh, when they lost 7-4 to the Sox, um, you know, it was just like, oh, joking me, thank God it wasn't that big of a deal. Looks like he'll be pitching his next start, I believe, tomorrow. Um, and Hughes, again, those guys are really gonna have to step it up. Hughes also in a walk year. It's amazing to think that guy, I think, is only 26, 27. Uh, and he's gonna get a big contract when you think about it at the end of the year. Still a young guy, so he's gonna get a five-year contract. I, and there's huge doubts where if that uh, he'll be here with the Yankees next year, which is kinda sad. But um, I don't think he's really showed his full potential. But, you know, he's. We re- really need him. We really need him big. Need him to get 15 wins this year. Nova really needs to step it up. Um, and, you know, we do expect the usual from Andy. We expect the usual from Karota, And we expect the usual from CeCe. Um, as far as the bullpen, really can't. And Jabba has not looked good. He looked great in spring training. But so far, except for the stash, he's not looking too hot. Um, Cody Eppley was sent down because of uh, the bullpen was so short uh, this weekend that uh, they brought Hughes up instead of letting him pitch in the minors. They brought him up, moved Phelps to the bullpen as the long man. Adam Warren actually pitched great. He pitched about five innings and looked solid. He could be a big guy in the future for us. Um, besides that, you know, Booney seems to pitch every day, so... Uh, you know, hopefully he does what he usually does, and that's uh, actually not really to get lefties out. He actually does, I think, better getting uh, righties out, but he will be facing a lot more lefties this year, because I think he's the only lefty right now uh, in the bullpen. Robertson and Rivera, you know, again, they seem to be what they always are, and uh, can't ask for anything more. Um, so, uh, you know... Vernon Wells has looked good uh, you know you, you just hope you, you're getting uh, some lightning in a bottle there he seems to be really excited to play here and again when these when certain guys come back it'll make this Yankee team stronger not just for the starting lineup but for these guys it'll be coming off the bench like a Vernon Wells like a Brendan Bosch uh, like a Jason I love Jason X I think he's a really great uh, backup infielder uh, He had a bomb today versus uh, Verlander. So that was good. Cervelli has looked good. He's got a couple big hits so far this year. Um, Chris Stewart. It's Chris Stewart. You know, what else are you going to expect? But uh, so far, you know, I'm I'm not that upset about two and four, amazingly. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that is all, folks. So, uh, again, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. I hope I... uh, I don't know what I hope I did. <laughs> so, anyway, signing off. Thanks again. My name's Anselma Huggins, and this is I Bleed Pinstripes. Thank you. Bye. This has been a presentation of Hatfield Digital.